0: Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. My name is John Whitaker, and I am so glad that you are joining me on this episode. Here on the Bible in Life, we give Blue Jeans Theology. That is just Bible teaching that is rooted in everyday life, connected to everyday life, so that you can follow Jesus in your everyday life. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, but you haven't subscribed, then be sure to do so. Subscribe on your favorite podcast player so that you get notified when I release new episodes. You can also go to my website, and I've got some free sources on my website. You can actually subscribe to my website. so you'll get email updates with uh, sometimes I release free resources. Sometimes I have special resources that go with the podcast series. So you might subscribe there. I release a monthly newsletter. Don't email tons, but once a month, I send out a newsletter with updates and things that are going on in the ministry or with some sort of thought I'm working on, and occasionally I'll send out. Uh, some resources or books that I think might be really helpful to you. So you can also subscribe to my website as well. All right, on this episode, we are wrapping up this series. We've been in for a little while on just some of the difficult teachings of Jesus. What did Jesus mean by, and solicited some questions from you guys, the listeners, and just have been interacting with those passages and some of those questions that people have sent in. And this is the last week for that series. And next week, we're going to start a brand new series, and that new series is going to play off of the fact that next week, this upcoming Sunday, is Easter. It's hard for me to believe that we're already at the end of March, and we are entering into Easter week, what is traditionally called in uh, the church Holy Week, where we celebrate Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem, that final week of teaching and interacting in the temple that leads up to his crucifixion, and then his res, uh, his burial and his resurrection that we celebrate on Easter. And so that's the week we're entering into, and it's hard for me to believe that, but that's where we're at. And so beginning on next week's episode, I want to really begin wrestling with a a series that has to do with just questions of faith. Like, if we're honest, there are things about the Christian faith that are hard to believe. And there are things that are fundamental to our faith that are challenging. And I want to wrestle with some of those questions beginning next week with just a little bit of my own story and my own wrestling with faith and how, in graduate school, studying theology, preparing to go into ministry, I had a crisis of faith and what I did about that and how I interacted with that. So I'm going to share that story on next week's podcast. And then out of that, I'm going to do a series really on just questions of faith. And if you have some questions you want to send my way, feel free to do that. I've got some thoughts on my own and some things I'm working on, but I would love to hear some of the things you've wrestled with or some of the doubts you've had or some of the things that you've heard that you're like, is this really true? Or can I really trust? Or what about, if you've got things like that, Man, feel free to shoot them to me. I always prefer answering your guys' questions than just answering what I think your guys' questions might be. So that series is coming up next week, but for today, we're going to jump in and we are actually going to wrestle with one last difficult teaching of Jesus. It comes from Mark chapter 4. Mark 4 verses 11 and 12, Jesus is in the midst of teaching the crowds and his disciples and he's using parables. Parables are stories. They're like extended analogies. Sometimes they're short. Sometimes they're long. The goal was to teach a parable in such a way that it would get people thinking. Sometimes they were very clear. Sometimes they were very unclear. In fact, oftentimes in Jesus' teaching, the point of the parable wasn't clear. That's what we have in this situation in Mark chapter 4. In fact, in Mark chapter 4, Jesus teaches the crowd in parables. Then he pulls his disciples aside. Maybe later in the evening, they're alone together or something. But when they're alone, Jesus explains the parable to them. In that context, the the, uh, disciples were asking him about the parables. Like, what does this mean? And what, uh, like, why are you teaching him parables? And I'm not so sure I'm tracking with you, Jesus. And and Jesus says this, Mark chapter 4, verse 11, this is the genesis of the question we want to look at today, and that's this. He says, to you, it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom, but for those who are outside, everything is in parables, so that while seeing, they may see and not perceive, while hearing, they may hear and not understand, otherwise they might turn and it would be forgiven of them. And the question that this person asks is, wait a second. Why wouldn't Jesus want people to understand so that they could be forgiven? That's a good question. Like Jesus is with his disciples and he's telling them, Look, you guys get the inside scoop, but all those other people who are on the outside, all those crowds, I'm teaching them parables so that they don't figure it out, so they don't know, because otherwise they might turn and they might actually be forgiven. Who would want that, right? Like, doesn't Jesus want people to be forgiven? So what, what does he mean by teaching in parables so that they might see and not perceive? And the first thing to notice about that is that Jesus is actually echoing Isaiah chapter 6 when he says so that while seeing they may not see and perceive, while hearing they may not hear and understand. This is actually derives from Isaiah chapter 6. And Isaiah 6 is when God calls Isaiah to be a prophet. God calls Isaiah into ministry and to go preach to the Jews of his day. This is the way Isaiah records his call into ministry. He says, Isaiah 6, verse 8, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then Isaiah responds and says, Here am I, Lord, send me. And he, the Lord, said, Well, go and tell this people, Keep on listening, but do not understand. Keep on looking, but do not gain knowledge. Make the hearts of this people insensitive, their ears dull, their eyes blind, so that they will not see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and return and be healed. Jesus is echoing this passage because many of the people of his day seem to have the same problem as the people of Isaiah's day. That is, their ears are dull, their eyes are blind. That, That means they don't really care to hear or see God's truth. That's What's going on in Isaiah's day? And that's why God basically tells Isaiah, look, I'm sending you out in the ministry. I want you to go and preach to them, tell them my truth. The reality is they're going to resist it. They're not going to listen. They're not going to understand or see what you're getting at. But you keep telling them anyhow, because that way, when my just punishment comes, it'll be obvious that it's just because this people was resistant to the truth. And so your job is to preach. And their heart is so hard, they're not going to listen. You just keep doing it anyhow. Well, Jesus, in echoing this passage, he is saying essentially like, look, I'm going forth. I'm preaching God's word. People's hearts are hard. People are resistant to the truth. They don't really want to know. And so Jesus is going to sort out. Who really wants to know God and his word? From those who don't really care, who aren't really interested in putting forth the effort. And thus, when Jesus explains the parable in the following verses, he's also explaining why the disciples get the inside info and those who are on the outside don't. It has to do with how people hear the word of God. In the parable and its explanation, we learn of four kinds of hearts represented by four kinds of soil. So let's clarify what's going on in the parable so we can understand what Jesus is saying, so that we can understand really part of his explanation uh, to the disciples as to why he preaches in parables. So this is the well-known parable of the sower. We're right in the middle of that context. And in the parable of the sower and the soils, Jesus uh, uses this imagery of a farmer. Uh, And the farmer is going out to sow his seed. He's going to cast his seed. So he's got a seed bag on his hip that's full of maybe wheat seed or barley seed, whatever he's going to plant. And he's walking through his field and he's just grabbing handfuls of the seed and he's throwing them out into his field. And the reality is, it's not a very precise way to plant, but it's the most common way things were planted in Jesus' day. And so as he walks through the the field, he's throwing out the seed. And this is what Jesus says, telling the parable. Some of the seed fell beside the road, the path that's around the field. So the hard, matted down uh, path. Some fell on that. The birds came and ate it up. As he threw that seed, other seed fell on the rocky ground. So where the rocks have been cleared away and kind of pushed off to the side of the field, there's some rocks in there. Some of the seed landed in there. Um, And uh, and immediately it sprang up because there is no depth of soil. But when the sun came up, it was scorched. It didn't have any roots. Its roots didn't go down very deep. So it sprung up because of the soil that was on those rocks. But the roots couldn't go down deep into the soil. So the sun came up, got hot, scorched it. All right. Um, Other seed fell among the thorns. So off again to the far fringes of the field, you have weeds that haven't been worried about. They're still there. Some of the seed fell into those thorns and thistles and it sprang up, but it was choked out, didn't yield any crop. But other seed fell into the good soil, he says, and as they grew up and increased, they yield a crop and produce 30, 60, 100 times as much. He who has ears to hear, Jesus said, let him hear. Well, it's right out of telling that story that the disciples say, why are you teaching in parables? And Jesus gives this confusing reason why. And then after that, he explains the parable. And when he explains the parable, he's not just you know, giving clarity on the parable. He's doing that. But implicitly, he's also helping them understand why it is that he's teaching in parables, why it is that uh, they might see and not perceive, they might hear and not understand. And so as he goes on to explain the parable, we learn that those four kinds of soils represent four kinds of hearts. They represent the hard heart. So the seed that fell on the matted down path around the field, that's a hard heart. It's resistant to the truth. It's not interested in the truth. And so as Jesus says, and immediately Satan comes and takes away the word which had been sown on them. Just no root, no 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 shoot, no growing whatsoever. The the heart's too hard. In a similar way. He says that uh, the, the seed that fell on the rocky places, well, they're the people who hear the word and immediately receive it with joy. And yet they, they, it never goes down deep. They never get any firm root. Uh, and as a result, it's only temporary. So when hardship arises, persecution arises, difficulty in life arises, immediately they fall away because they're shallow. They have a shallow heart. So we got a hard heart. We got a shallow heart. The third kind of heart is a distracted heart. These are the ones that it lands among the weeds. And then he said, Jesus says, the worries of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things choke out the word. So the the heart is distracted by just life. Oh, I, I would rather spend my time on that. Ooh, that looks interesting. Ooh, I want that. All right. Ooh, let's pursue that. And so they're distracted by all the things that this world has to offer. Chokes out the word, becomes unfruitful. But Those that fall on the good sealed, well, this is the good heart. It's the receptive heart. It's the soil that he says, it hears the word of God and accepts it, welcomes it, and it bears fruit. And so it's a receptive heart. Uh, So you got these four kinds of hearts, hard heart, shallow heart, distracted heart, good heart. So Jesus really does want people to hear the word. He wants them to welcome it deeply into their life into the heart. He wants them to produce fruit with it, which means he wants them to understand and he wants them to be forgiven. He wants that deeply for them. In fact, Jesus actually says in his explanation of the parable that those who hear God's word with a good heart are actually given more of God's word. So he wants that for them, but... They have to hear God's word with the right kind of heart. And that means they have to move from the group that's outside to the group that's inside. Do they really want to be a disciple? Do they really want to listen? Do they really want to explore and process? Do they really want to hear from Jesus? Are they willing to move from just being a curiosity seeker on the outside who's there to see Jesus' miracles and be impressed by that and who maybe likes the inspiration and the good feelings that Jesus' teaching brings? Do they want to move from that group to the inside group who's like, I really, really want to actually follow Jesus. I want to know his way. And so in order for them to to understand what Jesus is teaching, they have to move from the outside to the inside. And so he teaches in parables, not because he doesn't want them to be forgiven and understand. He teaches in parables to find out who really wants it, who really wants to move. Who really wants to hear with a good heart? In fact, Jesus makes this very point when he wraps up the whole section of explaining this parable. Let me read it to you. Mark chapter 4, picking up in verse 21. Jesus says, A lamp is not brought to be put under a basket or under a bed, is it? Like, you don't get a lamp, light a lamp, so that you can put it under a basket or put it under your bed. You don't light a lamp and bring it into a room so that you can just cover it all up, right? That's not the way it works. You, you bring a lamp so that it can bring light to the room. Jesus goes on and says, Is not a lamp brought to be put on the lampstand?" Then he explains what he means. Verse 22, For, explaining, For nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been secret, but that it would come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, Jesus is saying, look, I'm really not trying to hide things. I'm trying to shine light into the world. I am, after all, the light of the world. I'm trying to bring light to the world. So I'm not trying to hide things. I actually want to put on a lampstand. The problem is, is does anyone have ears to hear? Are you willing to put forth the effort to understand? He goes on in verse 24 and he says this. He was saying to them, so take care what you listen to literally take care how you hear by your standard of measure it will be measured to you and more will be given to you besides for whoever has to him more will be given and whoever does not have even what he has will be taken away which is exactly what happened in the parable the the good heart received more he produced abundant fruit right and he's given more of god's word but those who didn't hear with good hearts, it was taken away. On the, on the hard heart, in the parable, the birds came and ate it up. In the explanation, Satan came and took it away. On the rocky heart, the shallow heart, it sprung up, but then it got hot outside and it was scorched and it withered away. On the distracted heart, Uh, oh, it was so exciting. It was great at first, but then life just kind of came their way, and there's too many things they're interested in, right? And all of a sudden, it was taken away. That's what happened in the parable. So Jesus intends to shine light. He intends for people to understand what he's getting at. He wants people to be forgiven, but he's not just going to soft sell it. And he's not just going to let anybody and everybody with a pulse come in. He's going to teach in parables because he wants to know what kind of heart do you have. Do you have a shallow heart? Do you have a distracted heart? Do you have a hard heart? Or do you actually have a good heart that is willing to sit with Jesus, listen to Jesus, put forth the effort, learn from Jesus, understand Jesus? Or are you just going to kind of be a casual uh, follower of Jesus? What kind of heart do you have? Do you have a heart that's willing to make the effort to actually understand what Jesus is talking about, to dig in, to dive in, to listen, to understand his word or not? What kind of heart do you have? That's why Jesus is teaching in parables. He teaches in parables to sort out who really wants to know his word, who really wants to follow him, who really wants to understand. And that has to do with your heart. Your heart is the control center of who you are in biblical language. And is your heart willing to say, I'm all in with Jesus, and I'm going to listen to him and learn from him. I want to be his disciple. Or are you just sort of dabbling with it? Are you just a curiosity seeker? Are you just kind of casually interested in Jesus? Or are you actually really willing to make the effort to get to know him, learn from him, and follow his ways? Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode of the Bible and Life podcast. I pray you have a blessed Easter week, that you can carve out some time this week to fix your gaze on Jesus, to maybe read some stories from. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John about this final week, as as you approach Thursday, maybe even carving out some time to read the story of the Last Supper and Jesus with his disciples in the upper room, the giving of the Lord's Supper in, in that context, and set your gaze on what Jesus willingly did for you to lay down his life for you so that You can begin to pattern your life after his self-sacrificial love. So may this week draw you closer to Jesus, into his wisdom and into his grace. May you celebrate Easter with joy, knowing that death is a defeated enemy and new life is exploding onto this world out of an empty tomb through the person of Jesus. May you enter into that life yourself and may you follow him forever and ever. God bless you guys. Have a blessed week. I look forward to talking to you again next week.